0: I'm Cecilia Lay, and this is 5th Emission. You've probably learned over the last few years that autumn is a dangerous time for wildfires in California. The fires of recent years have been hard to forget. Over 4.3 million acres were burned in 2020, the worst wildfire season on record. Then in 2021, fires started unusually early in California. Conditions were made worse by the ongoing historic drought. And a reduced snowpack. This year has felt a little different though. With the weather like it's been this week, it's easy not to think about climate change and warming temperatures. It's true, chillier temperatures and some much welcome rain, thanks to those atmospheric rivers, they've made this fall season a little less worrisome. But Chronicle Data Reporter Yu Hyang Jung says we can't afford to stop paying attention to the long-term impacts of climate change. In her new report, Yu Hyun analyzed which parts of California are expected to rise by up to 10 degrees at the end of the century. And her report shows how that overlaps with another crisis in the state, unaffordability. As California residents continue to get priced out, many people are moving to new counties that they can afford. And most of those folks are people of color. And those places they can afford? They're the places that are getting hotter. Today on Fifth Emission, Yu Hyang Jun joins me to talk about her latest story. Climate change is exacerbating inequities in the state, and certain racial demographics will be forced to adapt as they move to more suburban and rural areas that are heating up faster than places like the Bay Area. Yu Hyun, thanks for joining me on Fifth Emission. Thank you for having me. So yu Hyun, in the past decade, Black, Latino, and Asian populations have grown significantly in parts of the state that are getting hotter. Which areas are we talking about?
1: So generally, we're talking about more inland areas than coastal areas. And by coastal areas, we're talking about places like San Francisco, Monterey, And among the inland communities, we're talking more about suburban and rural communities. And in those places, uh, housing prices tend to be a lot cheaper. So Roseville is one of the cities that I mentioned in the story. Nearby Rockland, also in Placer County, is another example. And here are some examples from Madera County. Coarsegold, Oakhurst, and then of course, Riverside is one of the areas where it's going to be probably very much hotter Mm -hmm. and also have uh, an explosive growth in population. Mm -hmm.
0: Now, all these findings came from you digging into some data sets. Tell me more about how you did it and what you found. I started by looking
1: at the data from CalAdapt. And this is a multi-agency effort that's spearheaded by the California Energy Commission. And it's basically groups of scientists coming together to parse data about climate change. So I wanted to see, you know, what the future may look like in California and like which places were going to be the hottest. Mm-hmm. And then in that process, my editor and I were thinking a lot about well, where do people live and where are people moving? And, you know, we have done stories uh, in the past talking about the SF exodus and, you know, migration within the state and out of state. So we kind of wanted to see how combining those two things together and doing an analysis would show us. And so we actually, with the data, we divided census tracts into four different temperature groups based on their projected temperature increases by the end of the century. Mm. The four groups are seven degrees Fahrenheit or less, seven to eight degrees Fahrenheit, eight to nine, and then nine degrees or more. Mm. And uh, we tried to see which areas gained people and lost people. And across the board, number of white residents really declined and fastest in the warmest projected areas. Hmm. The Asian population grew across the board, across the temperature groups. But the number of Black residents actually declined in two of the coolest projected groups, whereas they actually grew in the hottest projected groups, The number of Hispanic residents actually uh, grew the fastest in the highest projected
0: temperature group. Okay, so non-white populations are growing the fastest in areas that are projected to become the hottest in the state. That's concerning because we know the risks of increasing temperatures because of all the wildfires we've experienced in recent years. How else does increasing heat make communities vulnerable?
1: When we're talking about like seven or eight degrees Fahrenheit increase to some people, that may not seem a lot, especially considering that we're talking about end of the century. There may be folks thinking like, oh, you know, I'm not going to be around then. Mm -hmm. But what you can't really see in this like average data is the individual like extreme heat events that are going to be Happening, and we just had a heat wave fairly recently, mm-hmm. uh, during which you know uh, a lot of different arms of the government and even nonprofit folks had to really get themselves in gear and try to help people uh, limit their exposure to heat. We're talking about public health risks, mm-hmm. uh, especially to those working outside. And as we know, there are so many farm workers in the Central Valley uh, who work outside every single day, sometimes during the hottest time of the year. Mm-hmm.
0: And every time we've seen these heat waves, we've also sort of experienced, you know, infrastructures not being able to respond well. So I'm guessing part of the challenge here is that cities aren't going to be able to adapt to this kind of heat, right? Right, I think that climate
1: change is uh, more of a concern to um, city planners and energy infrastructure people, but I think still a lot of experts are saying that more could be done to adapt because, like you say, it's not just about the heat and the exposure to heat, but we're also talking about water and energy infrastructure. So if in the future we need to run the AC All the time, just to be able to survive, Mm -hmm. can the energy grid handle that? Mm -hmm. Already, we see so many instances of power outages during the worst heat. Mm -hmm. So those are problems that we're going to have to solve going forward. The other piece is water. I don't think that there are many people thinking about, does the city that I want to move to have, like, enough water to withstand drought? I don't think that was a big question that was commonly asked among people who are moving. But more and more, that's going to have to be factored in.
0: We'll be right back. You can support the newsroom that creates Fifth Emission by signing up for unlimited access at sfchronicle.com slash pod or by downloading the San Francisco Chronicle app. So, you can as your story points out, heat makes existing inequalities worse. And at the same time, places like Placer County, which you mentioned, are getting more diverse because of these demographic shifts. You spoke to one black resident, Justin Johnson, who grew up there. Let's listen to what he has to say about that. There were two black kids at my elementary school,
1: and uh, it was Joel Johnson and Justin Johnson. That's my brother. <laughs> That's how it was until almost uh, fifth grade. There was a couple more, but, you know, never more than a handful in Roseville. I drop my daughter off at school every day and I get to see the makeup of the kids coming in and it's changed
0: dramatically. So you Justin Johnson is also a realtor and he's seen this trend of people moving into his hometown's region firsthand. What else did he share with you?
1: Justin himself is actually a Bay Area transplant, but he and his family made the move 30 years ago from the San Francisco Bay Area to Roseville. And also another thing to point out is that Roseville is a relatively affluent community, and Justin thinks that the city is better prepared, perhaps That said, uh, Justin has shared with me that many of his potential new clients are asking about these things related to fire and climate change. Placer County can get really, really hot during the summer, so people want to know if the homes have A.C., and Justin says a lot of homes in Placer County already are equipped with air conditioning. There are a lot of folks who want to move to the area because of the relatively low uh, cost of housing. So folks from the Bay Area can come to Placer County and actually, you know, try to build their dream home. But the trade-off is that you're probably a little bit closer to wildfire risks. So, you might remember the mosquito fire from earlier this year. That was in Placer County, although pretty removed from Roseville. That was still kind of a thing that the residents there had to cope with.
0: Now, Yu Hian, this is a really tough choice to make. Of course, people want to live in places they can afford. But do they also understand the risks of moving to areas where temperatures will continue to rise?
1: In my reporting for the story, I actually spoke to some experts from UCLA's Luskin Center, and they're actually trying to study uh, who exactly is going to be more at risk of these climate change impacts. And one of the things that those experts mentioned is that Lots of folks really don't want to turn their lives around for a climate reason because there's lots of reasons why someone chooses to move to one place or another. So I think climate change is something that is on a lot of people's minds, but I'm not sure that it's one of the priority reasons for someone deciding to move somewhere.
0: Hmm. And people who are moving into these new areas, they have to adapt to the heat. What do climate experts say about who is most vulnerable to these kinds of changes they have to make? I mean, of course, you'd have to have resources in order to adapt.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's exactly it. It's the people who have the resources to adapt who are going to be able to adapt. And without those resources, people are going to suffer. It's not just about having air conditioning, but having the ability to afford using it. So being able to turn it on when it's really hot and being able to bear that cost. Aside from air conditioning, there's also the matter of homes being energy efficient themselves and having the kind of insulation. And also there's the matter of people who have to work outside and don't have opportunities to escape heat as much as other people A natural place that comes to mind is the Central Valley, where a lot of farm workers work outside. And the vast majority of farm workers we already know are Latino.
0: Now, Yuhyun, with your story, I'm sure these findings aren't surprising for a lot of people. We've known about, you know, different demographic shifts happening because of affordability problems and that climate change seems to affect people who already have existing inequities in their communities. What do experts say are sort of low-hanging things that local leaders can do to keep vulnerable populations safe from rising temperatures?
1: There are definitely things that can, you know, be done immediately to reduce exposure that probably won't require an, an overhaul of our entire way of life, uh, which sometimes it feels like we have to do to combat climate change. But simple things like building more shade areas where people can escape heat That is one of the things that the folks at Luskin Center mentioned. And also, with the new housing that's going to be built, factoring in climate change and putting in place the necessary protections, like air conditioning and insulation, and generally making them more energy efficient. So those are some of the two kind of quick things that need to start happening now. It's kind of cold right now and raining, and when it's like this, people have a hard time. Thinking about a future where it's going to be super hot. And it can be very overwhelming to just read news articles day after day of all the bad things that might happen and all the different ways that the people in our society are harmed or could be harmed. But I think we have to start thinking about this now or we should have started a long time ago.
0: Yu Hyun Jung is a data reporter at The Chronicle. Be sure to check out her story about how people are moving to parts of California with rising temperatures. On it, you'll find maps that show regions that have experienced population growth in the past decade and where temperatures are rising. The story's at sfchronicle.com and on the Chronicle app. Thank you to King Kaufman for editing this episode and to you for listening.